I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I'm mentally ill. Uh, yeah. That's why it took so long to get this out. Uh, it's been written for weeks. <laughs> I, we just haven't recorded. Um, so let's just get straight into it. Um, um, <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast Rejects, of course. I'm Spencer, sitting with Alaska. What's up? Um, and we are continuing our concerning fan fiction series mm-hmm. um, today. Yes. <laughs> so this is just going to be a lot of, like, fan fiction terms and, like, tags and just, like, things within the discussion of fan fiction that I feel like it's important to know before we get into like the specifics of a fandom or even like the specifics of a specific fanfic. Absolutely. It's Um, like, it's a whole nother language once you really start getting into it. Yeah. Like fandom has its own language and it's, it's very difficult to cross over into that like knowledge point. Yeah. um, Because so much of it is like so dense. It's a lot for sure. I'm still learning. (laughs) Um, so we're going to talk today first about the term canon, mm-hmm. um, which we talked a little bit about in the fa- like past episodes, but it's pretty important as far as fan fiction, because typically fan fiction is canon, canon divergent, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, because if it was just canon, it would just be the work. <laughs> yes. I already defined this, but I'm just going to redefine it here so you don't have to go back and like <laughs> look at your notes. Um, yeah, you better be taking diligent notes I mean, on this There's pop. gonna be a test on this. <laughs> pop okay. quiz. You never know what's coming. <laughs> I'm gonna mail it to your house. Um, so canon is a source or sources considered authoritative by the fanish community. So, um, you know, that would be like the original book, the original movies, mm-hmm. um, anything that is released also by the main author or mm-hmm. creator. Fanfics can fall into three categories, which is canon compliant. So the story that they're writing can exist within what we know about canon. So Mm -hmm. it could be like, we already know these two characters are together. We're going to just tell a story about like, you know, them hanging out at some point in their lives. You Mm -hmm. know, these are those kind of stories. Canon divergent, which is just like either rewriting stories that have already been written or like you sort of know how things are supposed to end, but they're just like, after the story, we're doing something else completely. Mm-hmm. That'd be canon divergent. And then alternate universe, which I guess is sort of canon divergent, but it's also just like, you're shifting every part of the story whenever you exist in an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Um, canon itself can be tricky within fandoms, just as like a general term, uh, because especially with things where extra stuff is released, uh, on top of the original content, it can just be, you know, rejected by fandoms as far as like what is and isn't canon. I think Harry Potter is a pretty good example of this because there's been a lot of stuff that has been released afterwards um, and other books, you know, like her Cursed Child series and stuff where it is technically canon because it's her writing, but mm-hmm. people, you know, go back and forth as to whether they feel like it is. And then the fandom can shift around that belief. Mm hmm. A headcanon, which is a term it's pretty common to see within fanfic and like fandom posts, is a fan's personal interpretation of a fi- fictional universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically these exist within canon. Um, they're just something added on, like an extra element to it. Like 
Bella Swan is really good at tap dancing or something. Like, that could be, like, a head hmm. cannon. Yeah. Um, which I guess it couldn't be because we know she can't dance. But oh, right, right, right. You get the idea. Like, right. I, those can be things that exist within canon. Alice is a good tap dancer. Yes. That yeah. would be, like, yeah, she, like, for a little bit was a professional tap dancer. It's yeah, like, there's she nothing did, like, vaudevillian, like, work or something. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes they can just be, like out of nowhere you come up with stuff and sometimes it's like yeah this makes sense with canon Mm -hmm. Um, but basically just fans building on characters you Mm -hmm. know they're adding traits or habits backstories etc some of these I think come from what we've talked about before the like bring your own subtext kind of thing right so I would say again I'm going to use Harry Potter as an example a lot because that's going to be the next big part of it and I've been reading a lot of Harry Potter fanfic but I would call like the idea that Remus Lupin and Sirius Black dated is a ha- headcanon. Right. It can exist within canon. It can be canon compliant because there's nothing that disproves that idea. Right. And whenever you read the books and even when you watch the movies, there is heavy subtext that implies that they dated. Like yeah. their reunite, like reunited scene in Prisoner of Azkaban is extremely gay. Yeah, it's it's feral. <laughs> their yes. hug. Yeah. Uh, well, not the hug. Just like the way they're like talking all formal to each other in like a jokey way like Fred and George do but I'm like you guys have not seen each other in 13 years yeah anyways so sometimes headcanons can come from that um I think this is like a stepping stone into like full fan fiction if you look on places like Tumblr like Twitter these kinds of things a lot of times you'll see a headcanon and it's just like a sentence mm-hmm. um so it's kind of fanfic but it's not like a full like story mm-hmm. so I want to talk for a minute about alternate universes Mm -hmm. um just kind of elaborate on that because it is i think it's the most popular tag on ao3 makes sense um and it's pretty broad like it can really encompass a lot so um so a common alternate universe could just be something that's like canon divergent sort of a everyone lives nobody dies like fix it fic those can be alternate universes Mm -hmm. but they can also extend to being like this story takes place in a different time period or there's added rules to it. So one of the most popular ones would be like a soulmate AU. Oh yes. So when AU refers to alternate universe, in case that wasn't clear, (laughs) because I don't want to lose anybody. Um, We're moving quickly. Yes. So a soulmate AU, I think is like, at least that's what I've seen a lot of, which makes sense because that's an easy way to get characters together. Like as a writer, because you can just like, you're like, well, they're soulmates. Well, they're like, nothing to else be is, together. Like, is needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different types of soulmate AUs. Uh, some of them are just like, you know, they just find out and they're soulmates and there's really no, like, intense lore. But some of them can be, like, like a really common one is, like, physical markings. Like, they have each other's names marked on them or some, you know element of that like a birthmark mm. um the one i see a lot on tiktok is that like you're colorblind until you meet your soulmate right so yeah, like yeah. those kinds of these are like big world changes mm-hmm. because you're having to introduce like huge amounts of lore right um but they can also exist as like there's a soulmate character like two characters and that's just not anyone else yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, it can really range um I feel like this one is also, like, sort of a no-brainer because it really brings in the idea of, like, forced proximity. Mm. So forced proximity, as far as, like, a writing trope, is where characters who would not spend a lot of time together are forced to spend a lot of time together. So uh, trapped in a cave, perhaps, um, on the run, you know, whatever. 
oh, there's only one bed in the hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> they have to, like, work together on, a, like, investigating a crime, you know, mm-hmm. where it's, like... It's an easy way to get two characters to interact, especially when you're, in, like, writing fanfic where these characters would never yeah, do this. Absolutely. And, like, you can't really fathom how they would. And so the only way that really makes sense is to be like, well, I'm just going to force them to be within proximity of each other, and then this is what's going to evolve out of it. Mm-hmm. Soul Mayday user, like, a really no-brainer way to do this because you're just like, yeah, they're meant to be. Like, yeah. don't question Like, just it. get on board <laughs> already. Like, come on now. Yes. Um... Another big one I would say, and this is like sort of a twofer, is like time travel AUs mm-hmm. um, and sort of like period based AUs. So, like, time travel obviously could be main characters, side characters accidentally or on purpose traveling to another point in the canon timeline. Um, and then their knowledge of the situation causes the plot to diverge from that point forward. Right. Um, obviously, these can be time travel, like, they don't have to diverge. It can be a whole mess. Time travel, like, just like it is in any other form, involves a lot of lore. Yeah. Um, involves a say, lot of pre-planning. <laughs> yeah. I, I've read a lot of time travel AUs yeah. for Harry Potter specifically, which is a good universe to write them in because you already can do magic, so it's like pretty... And we already have time travel rules from the books. Yes, yeah. But I find it interesting to see like fan fiction authors write something that you're not even seeing at like Marvel-level writing like the way that they write out their time travel lore is like very very detailed Mm -hmm. um so period-based AUs which I kind of think of them in a similar way even though they're you know I don't know they can overlap so Mm -hmm. if you have like a time travel one but they travel like 500 years in the past right then it would be period-based but they can also just be full rewrites so Everything is, you know, basically completely different. You just have these characters who were born into this world and exist in this world. There is no, like, canon as you know it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of the big ones are, like, historical, just generally modern AUs. So that could be, like, if you have, you know, a story that takes place 200 years ago, it's like now they're in present day and they have cell phones and doing dumb shit. Um, Mm -hmm. Regency period-based they use, which is, like, Jane Austen air. Like, a lot of these are very similar to what you would find in, like, a Jane Austen novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western AUs, which I have not found any... But um, the idea Why of that not? is very funny, because I'm like, <laughs> are we going to the Alamo or not? Right. Are, were there wizards at the Alamo is, like, what I need it's to like, know. like, I can't think of two more gay cowboys than Remus and Sirius. Yeah, for sure. Like, duh. Um, And then Victorian, uh, like, AUs. And also, I think, just generally, like, you know, royals, Mm -hmm. AUs and stuff. These, to me, are almost, like, original works. Yeah. Because I'm like, what else are you taking from canon other than, like, the character names? Right. And maybe their general traits. Because if they are just born into, like, it's Draco Malfoy, but he's a prince. And it's, you know, the 1600s. You're like, okay, well, there's nothing about him that is related to, like, Hogwarts. And right. Shit. And even if for, like, the reader, it's like, I wouldn't be taking anything else from what I know of Draco Malfoy other than, like, basically what he looks like in his right. name. So like, otherwise, it's, like, completely new. Despite them being super popular, I really don't understand the desire to write or read them. I mean, people like what they like, but yeah. anytime that I see a fic that's like highly recommended and then it's like a royal AU, I'm like, fuck no. Like, I'm. It's like if I wanted to read a royal book, I would have just read. Yeah, I'm read like, a there royal are book. tons of like romance novels out there with, that are covering the same content. Um, 
I'm like, like, I guess people just don't want the effort of having to, like, learn a new character. But yeah. I'm like, it's not that, like, it's, you can make characters that are, like, pretty much the same, too. Right. You can write Draco Malfoy and just, like, change his name. Yeah. I don't know. You could even just be, like, Draconius or something. Yeah, like, right. Like, you could just be, Dra- like, you, the readers all know make it's Draco. Make yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't have to be, I don't know, to me it's just, like, so strange because I'm like... The benefit of writing and reading fanfic is that the world already exists. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you do it. Why it's, like, a good exercise for people who want to write professionally is because you can play around with characters like you would play with dolls mm-hmm. and have them interact and have them go through adventures and develop stories. And you do not have to worry about the really difficult task of, like, world building. Yeah introducing and having the audience get to know characters because right. you already know that your audience is going to, like... Draco Malfoy, like yeah, if they're seeking out Draco Malfoy fanfic or whatever, like ultimate right. stories, like, you are yeah. um, among good company. Like it's kind right. of the thing where it's like you're not introducing a new character, and then you have to do all of this stuff so people feel a certain way about it because you're like people already feel this way about yeah. you know Draco. We can so, just hit the ground running exactly. Yeah, to me, like having a period based AU feels like you're just undoing all of those things. Yeah, I don't know, especially with such a like you know huge and like very detailed like 3d world of the wizarding world Mm -hmm. like granted it only really takes place in the united kingdom but still like for that world it's very fleshed out um so that's a lot of work that you don't have to do and then you just have to do it now seems like really extra which that reminds me let's go on a tangent for a second i tangent (laughs) tangent i got this tiktok today Uh uh-huh where someone was talking about the idea of Ivermorny, I don't know how to say it, the American version of Hogwarts. Yes, uh huh. And she was talking about how it's insane that they only have one in the US. I got that. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, it could just be like people in UK don't know how big America is, mm-hmm. and I can understand that. But then she said something that I was like, this is so confusing, which is that the school of Hogwarts has about a thousand students. And I was what? like, there's no way. There's no way. Because in the, like, intro class, there's, like, 25 of them. Yeah. Even if you're going, like, okay, maybe there's 35 in a standard year, you're really only getting to, like, 300 students. Yeah. So I was like, already your math is, like, wrong from the beginning. Because, yeah. like, she goes through the, the whole thing about, like, the percentage of that compared to, you know, the UK in general. And then okay. comparing that to, like, North America. Right. And I was like, yes, that's still a lot of people. But yeah. also, I'm just like, a thousand? You think there's a thousand students at the school? No way. Like, <laughs> Where no are they way. keeping them? Because <laughs> no they're way. not in the story. Because <laughs> they would. They already have, like, the tiniest dorm, like, yeah. just, like, little sections of a castle already that they have to have five boys in a room together for, like, and that's the whole year, like, yeah. Gryffindors. Like, they all live together in one dorm. Right. It's not that many, like... That's so crazy. I don't know. That was such a weird thing where I was like, I'm not going to do all this math because I personally don't care. Yeah. And also it's like, I went to a high school of 3,000 students. Yeah. And sometimes when I talk to people who went to like smaller high schools, that's like mind boggling for them. Yeah. Like that's so many people. It's a little mind boggling for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of that thing where I'm like, it could just be like, it's written by a British woman and she can't conceptualize that many people, but it's like maybe our, you know, it's just like a college basically. Yeah. Like, and there's like thousands of students that go there and it's mm-hmm. 
it is what it is. Like, it's not that weird. Absolutely. I don't know if I got the same TikTok because I didn't watch it all the way. The one that I got that was, uh, was some girl also saying something like that. She was like, I can't believe that there's like one school for like just North America. And she was like, that means like the populations of America, Canada and Mexico Mm -hmm. and like having to deal with like language stuff. And that's as far as I got. And then I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then I just kept scrolling. (laughs) I was like, whatever. I don't really care about the math of it all. But I was like, that is kind of crazy. I haven't thought about the language, but that is weird. Yeah. Just that's like general. all three of those countries have yeah. to be in one school. Like I, I thought it was just a school like just in America, not North America. Right, because there's only eleven wizarding schools. Oh, maybe okay. there's like that's more than I thought there were. Maybe there's like a couple in South America that are Spanish speaking, like specific. Yeah, and so like they, you just get invited to that one if your native language is like Spanish. I guess, yeah. Instead of like the English speaking one. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, seems like the only thing I mean, that I would make know. sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I didn't watch the TikTok. I was just like, damn, big if true. <laughs> and I kept going on with my day. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know where the other ones are. I was like, 11 is such a weird number that I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we know there's one like in, in Eastern Europe, wherever the Durmstrangs is, and then the French one. So that's, I feel like, I feel like she considered that as Europe is covered. Right. She was like, that's enough. I was like, where is Dushing? Is it? I thought it was like Romania or something like that, right? Okay. I don't know. But I could be wrong. I, I don't know. Could be Austria. Yeah. Anyways. Well, the in Fantastic Beasts, there is a at least German Ministry of Magic mm-hmm. because they meet there. So there's they, they might have a school, I guess, if they have a whole ministry. I assume that all of the countries have a ministry. Oh, okay. They're each, they have their own. Yeah. Okay. But the UK, obviously, they, they all have just the one. I I know the, like, US one is, like, Makusa or whatever, like, in Magic, M-A-C-U-S-A, but I don't know what that stands for. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... I guess USA would be United States, which is just, like, the US. So I'm like, does Canada have one? Yeah. Or do they just, like, divert to, like, the US? Like, do the boundaries set by muggles take place in the wizarding right, world? Right, right. Like, like muggle politics? Like, do they politics? recognize Scotland as a real place? Yeah. Wait, I never even thought about that. There's no, like, magical E, like, a UN. Right. So, like, why... Why would they abide by, like, yeah, muggle land barriers? Yeah. Like, Maybe they have their own land barriers. Yeah. In, in which case, what are they? Crazy. Yeah. Damn. Okay, wait, that's quite a, quite a tangent now. <laughs> quite a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Just something I've been thinking about since I watched that TikTok where I was like, the math ain't mathin'. Yeah. Like, I don't know where you got the number 1,000, but I need you to recalculate. Yeah, because that's not correct. I'm like, I'm not doing all the work, but, like, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's just straight up wrong. <laughs> um, okay, let's go back to AUs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> um, kind of similar to the, like, uh, period-based ones would be just setting specific because these mm. can often, like, take place in a different time period anyways. So, like, the most popular would probably be, like, the coffee shop AU. So it's, oh, like, the same yeah. characters, but they work in a coffee shop this time. They're baristas, because baristas be fucking... I guess. I was, like, <laughs> and by that logic, they should all be band kids. Like, I don't... <laughs> I was literally about to say, I was like, you know what? Baristas are kind of like the band kids of, like, the adult world. <laughs> if you think about it. Like, am I right or am I right? Yeah, I feel like they are. Because um, they're all, like, musicians on I the side. I was like, I don't know any baristas in real life right now. Mm, yeah. No, I don't know any personally. <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Um, you could also find these as, like, college AUs, high school mm. AUs. Uh, one of my personal favorite things is 
Hamilton fan fiction because it tickles me. I just love reading fan fiction where it's like George Washington ex reader, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, George, like let's do this. <laughs> You know those wooden teeth go crazy. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> um, just the idea of that is like extremely fucking funny because when I read them, I picture like the actual founding fathers, oh, and, like yeah. not the very attractive men that are in this like musical. Yeah. Like if I'm reading about Thomas Jefferson, I'm seeing weird ass Thomas Jefferson. I'm not Absolutely. being Dobby Diggs. Yeah. Like that's we're working too hard then. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like really George calm. Washington appears as he does on the dollar, yes. and that is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is still green. I, he appears the way he does in the um, Natural History Museum. Yes, the <laughs> Smithsonian, where it's just like butt ass naked. He's got like a blanket. Every time my mom comes to visit. It's the first place we go. We got to. We got to go see naked George Washington because, like, otherwise, what's the point? It's a must when you're in the DMV. It's like going to Texas and you have to go to the Alamo. It's just, you have to. Like, show some respect. (laughs) (laughs) Show some goddamn respect. (laughs) Um, But anyways, in the Hamilton world, it was very common for there to be, like, college AUs. And I think it was just because the people who were writing horny fan fiction about these, like, attractive, you know, musical theater actors really didn't want to have to learn American history so that they could, like, write a realistic thing that takes place in, like... 1790 because yeah. I'm gonna be honest I don't either like, yeah why should boring they as fuck. yeah <laughs> so they're just like it's the same characters we're in college now and I'm like all right yeah okay that's fine <laughs> yeah go ahead I'm like this could be about any college man because all college men act like this but whatever big true big <laughs> true um crossovers are also really big so mm. you know two or more fandoms working together. Harry Potter is obviously like the juggernaut on the internet as far as fan fiction. It has the most fanfic on like fanfic.net and AO3. Makes sense. Um, Actually, when I was looking up, I looked up the most popular in Twilight fan fiction because I was just curious to see because like a lot of what I've seen of Twilight fan fiction is the hundreds of published books that started out as that, which is crazy. My God, yeah. Um, But the most popular... Twilight fanfic on AO3 is a Harry Potter crossover. It's Harry Potter Iconic. Jasper Hale. I mean, that's hot. It is hot. I'm like, I kind of want to read it just like to see because clearly people like it. Uh, yeah. It's not popular in the Harry Potter fan. I've never seen it, but it is the most popular Twilight one. Yeah. I'm like, it's not a big leap considering, um, well, you know what? Never mind. What? <laughs> gonna say considering like the dreary fix or whatever it's like he can excuse like blood <laughs> supremacy so he can excuse the confederate army Honestly, and i was like you know what jasper's actually a grown man when he joined that army Harry Potter so it doesn't count doesn't know american history they stop going to school when they're 10 like they haven't learned about the revolutionary war like the civil war <laughs> Or, like, that TikTok from a long time ago where, like, someone in the UK was like, do people know that we don't even learn about the Revolutionary War? Like, you guys are just not important. And it's like, bro, you don't learn your own history? Like... (laughs) Well, they don't teach them the losses. Yeah, so it'd be like, um... Yeah, I was, like, in the Confederate Army. He's like, weird. I love soldiers. What does that mean? He's like, hot uniform. He's like, cool, sexy. Take your pants off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's so funny. (laughs) Um, uh, These are AU, sort of, but um, definitely the less known ones. So, Porn Star and Cam Girl 
or cam boy AUs are becoming more and more popular. So it's just like, I guess it's typically like, you know, modern day if the world that you're existing in isn't already. Mm. And then one of the main characters is working as a porn star or sex worker Hmm. or cam girl, cam boy kind of position. Interesting. I've never even thought about that as like a... Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of them. One of them is super, um, like a Harry Potter one is super, super popular. Hmm. I'm not going to read them because it's not my thing, but, um, you know, those are moving up. Uh, The other one is Creature Fix. Creature Fix. This is my personal favorite. So a Creature Fix is a fic where one of the main, one or both of the main characters, you know, whoever's in it, isn't completely human. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the most common would probably be werewolves because it's pretty easy to write a werewolf into your story because, like, werewolf lore is easy and everyone knows that werewolves are sexy. Yes. So you don't have to work very hard. It'd be pretty hard if you were like, oh, it's like a half frog, half man. Right. And then like, it's mm. like, you got to do some, like, arguing. You yeah. got to do some defense. You'd be like, hear me out, hear me yeah. out. <laughs> um, which I think this is, like, because of the, like, werewolf thing, the creature fix often overlap with ABO mm. or Alpha, Beta, Omega mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the Omegaverse, which we're not going to talk about today. Not we today. We have an episode coming up um, that is a dead dove do not eat entire like podcast episode where we're going to talk about it and we will talk about ABO in detail. I have read some of them and I I kind of understand. Okay. Okay. <laughs> At first I was like no and then I was like maybe. We'll see. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm prepared to make my argument. <laughs> I- I'm prepared to listen to it. <laughs> I'll allow it. So as far as fan fiction um, there are a lot of different types of fanfic um of course there's like full length ones these are the ones you typically would find on like ao3 fanfic.net they mm-hmm. can be absurdly long for instance i just read a dreary fic that is a full rewrite of the series that is definitely going to be longer than the original series by Makes the time sense. it's finished i read like nine hundred thousand words in three days or whatever <laughs> i i still don't even know how you did that um it's crazy uh, it was by avoiding recording this podcast apparently oh, okay. well there you go <laughs> um so yeah you can have the ones that are like full length they are the same length as like novels mm-hmm. um even like because i think novels typically are like forty thousand words or more mm-hmm. which is pretty low when you think about it yeah. um and so that's pretty common. You can see that a lot. I feel like those are the ones that get really, really popular because that's what people want. Yeah. Um, not everyone. People are, you know, very like I do see a lot of TikToks where people talk about their ideal fan fiction is like 30,000 words. Mm-hmm. My ideal like is 150. Yeah. I feel like unless it's just like a couple scenes, you can't accomplish what you need to accomplish in 30,000 words. Right. I need a little bit more than that. Yeah. 30,000 is very much like a... Here's a little, like, snippet into the world mm-hmm. that we like that's just, like, you know, a few whatever. But right. if, like, if you want a full story, like, it's, it has beginning, middle, end, like, you got to go a little bit longer. Yeah. I'm like, Otherwise I Otherwise, like we got to move plot. at, like, breakneck speed. Exactly. And I, it stresses me out when books move too fast. Yeah. I always get, like, overwhelmed. I really don't like stories where, like, there's suddenly a huge chunk of time that has passed. Ugh. Like, if I'm reading or, re- like, watching something where then it's, like, five years later, I'm like, fuck, I'm out. You're like, what? I'm like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the you know, everybody's different as far as what they like. There are super short ones, which are also fanfic. One of them is uh, Drabbles, mm. which I didn't know that this was, like, a word with a lot of lore behind it because drabbles what i thought they were is just short fanfics which is technically right but um 
they're t- like supposed to be a hundred word long story, like exactly 100 words. Oh. That's what Drabble is supposed to refer to. So these are like very much a snapshot, almost like a headcanon kind of story. Like yeah. we're getting straight into the point. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from a game that was published in the Monty Python Big Red Book from mm. the 70s. Yeah. Um, I'm going to explain to you what it is, and you can tell me if it makes sense, which is that three or four people sit in a row, and then the first one to write a novel, novel meaning 100 words or however many words they settle on, it could be like 30, um, 100 words, a concise, interesting novel wins. Hmm. What is the game? Why are we hurrying? Right. I just am confused by that. Like, I was confused by the nature of the game. Yeah. I'm like, what are the rules? Like, you're speed running a story. Yeah. Whenever you are trying to write. Because it's not who yeah. writes the best one. No, it's just who writes it first. Who finishes first. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like that seriously, like, depreciates the quality. Which it does come from Monty Python, so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like they probably wrote it and then didn't ever think about it again. Yeah, they were like, this just sounds like a funny idea to throw in this book. But um, literature snobs really took a hold on it and, you know. Ain't that just the way? It really is. I mean, Taking, like, I read, some funny thing that's, like, a bunch of comedians wrote together and yeah. taking it as, like, the word of God. Right, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and then still not out. preparing me with any, like... Of the rules, I'm like, what is the speed run rules? Like, can you use cheat codes? Like, right. does, can it be fanfic? Does it right. have to be original? I don't understand. Um, I knew it was going to be annoying when I looked up Drabbles, and it was like, um, actually, Drabbles are supposed to be exactly 100 words. And I was like, um, Ugh, boo. Shut like, up. Most Drabbles nowadays are just somebody getting, like, dicked down by a different character. So, like, are you really going to enforce the 100 <laughs> words? <laughs> right, right, right. Um... But anyways, that's what a travel is. I thought it was very interesting, the, like, <laughs> idea of it. There is a lot of discourse because... Of course there is. There's discourse about everything. Um, yeah. About whether travels are good or bad. Some people think they're lazy. You know, they're just, like, an author. You know, are basically a fanfic author using travels as a form of, like, engagement. So mm. they can write them really quickly. They're super short. And they can post, like, more and more of them and get, you know, more engagement on their things. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I understand, but I don't think is a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Even if it's what they're doing, because it's still, like, enjoyable to read them. So you're still, you know, providing content. Um, And they can be really accessible for people who, like, you know, don't want to invest maybe in reading really long stories as of right now, but really enjoy, like, the fandom that they, you know, are a part of. And they just want to read a couple of little things that just, like, make them smile. Exactly. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's fine. And then... Other people argue that they're actually really good because of the succinctness, which I think this lines up more with the, like, exactly 100 words. So it's actually trying to write something that's, like, we're not wasting any time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's good because it's succinct because you have to edit it down to, like, just the meat and, you know, cut out the rest. You know, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, the same reason why people like poetry or things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, things that have, like, a lot of rules. Confinement can also be very fulfilling artistically. Yeah. So. Um... Kind of a similar thing, um, but its own lore is Imagines. Imagines. Um, Yeah, so Imagines are short fanfics Mm -hmm. or just descriptive passages which go along with, like, an image or a GIF. Uh, They became popular first on Tumblr, um, but a lot of people think that it was actually, like, 
popularized because of Twitter and their 140 character limit mm. early on. Because mm-hmm. this was like 2010. Right. They first started, you know, these first started becoming big. Yeah. They very much existed with the 1D fandom. They sure did. I'm like, it exists everywhere now. Like, it's pretty easy to find an Imagine. And I would say Imagines are also pretty common with, like, headcanons. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely popularized by the 1D fandom. Sure you know, was. You can find the horrifying... Silly ones. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what do you think gave you your teeth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which are like amazing. Um, my personal favorite ones are the ones where it's just like, um, like a boring gif of Legolas, and it's like, imagine Legolas talking to you. <laughs> like, That's so imagine. funny. Imagine, <laughs> imagine he's talking to me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you might as well just be like, imagine if he's real. And people are like, yeah, it's crazy. That's like a great idea. <laughs> Imagine Randuel hate crimes you. Like, what? I'm like, I kind of But, like, he's pretty. <laughs> um, they're so funny because the, I, the ones that are paired with gifts, I feel like almost never match up with anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Imagines are so... The idea of them is very funny. And they're I understand ours. why they are fun to read because mm-hmm. it's like... It's almost just a jumping off point for your own imagination. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. you're not reading an actual story where they're telling you what happens. They're just like, imagine this one thing. And then it's like, okay, you can go from there, I guess. Yeah. Um, as a professional maladaptive daydreamer, mm-hmm. I don't need that because I can just make up nonsense all day. But if my brain's not making up nonsense, I'm in a dark place. I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. I've died. <laughs> Because I've never had a thought that wasn't nonsense. Yeah. I mean, I've told you this before. I don't know if I've said it on the pod, but I sometimes when my brain runs out of thoughts, I'll just be thinking gibberish <laughs> just to have some sound just happening in my brain. I can't, like, physically not be, like, thinking of something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just dumb shit yeah. all the time. Um, okay. So also similar in the short category would be one shots. This is typically, like, not... Um, you know, imagining a character doing something. It's like, let's watch, you know, McGonagall have breakfast with Dumbledore. Mm. And it's a one shot and that's what it is. That's the most boring one shot I've ever... (laughs) I don't know why that was what I... I was trying to think of an example that didn't include Draco Malfoy because we've already talked about him a lot. Yeah. Maybe a one shot where... I thought you were going to say McGonagall gets dicked down by Snape (laughs) or something. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Snape is gay. Happy Pride Month. Um, Happy Pride Month, gays. Shout out to the, the gays. gays. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a double minority. Okay, gay, <laughs> sexy, like <laughs> I, you know, I'm only reading dreary fanfic right now because it's Pride Month. I'm like, I can't even read Germani. Okay, there's no straight people in no this. No straight people allowed. <laughs> it's gay. It's, it's the gay month. It's gay. <laughs> um. So a uh, standalone comes from the term standalone episode for like a TV show. Mm. So this would be an episode that isn't part of the main arc. So it could be in a show where everything is pretty episodic, Mm -hmm. which means that like you can jump in and watch an episode and you don't need to know what happened before or after to understand it. This is what you would find in a lot of like cop shows, like these sorts of things where it's like the story begins and ends by the end of the show. Right. So standalone episodes specifically might refer to a episode of a TV show that is like just narrative. Mm -hmm. Like we really don't get... Um, episodic episodes and then it just has one that's like a one-off mm, okay, and so yeah. people could just watch that if they didn't watch anything else and it would be completely fine mm-hmm. one shots are based on the same idea so one shots are standalones they're sort of like interchangeable yeah uh, which is a fanfic that completes itself mm. so you don't need to read anything else before 
Of course, it's fanfic, so you have to know the original content. Right. Um, or you could just not read the original content and read one-shots and just try and figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Piece it together like you're rebuilding a corpse. Like <laughs> <laughs> Do a little, like, um, amateur detective work. Right. You're like, who are these characters? Yeah, what you're like, this is crazy. This, someone should make a book or something out of this. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's writing here. <laughs> there's a story. I know it. Um... I like one shots. I think they're great. I think they work best as just smut scenes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't really read them otherwise. Cause like, why? I don't need to read about characters like having breakfast together. Yeah, I'm like at that point, make it an imagine. Or, I like, can just think about it or whatever. You yeah, can just do that in my head. I don't yeah. need to read about it. Yeah, but I do understand why people like them because again, you you know talked about that with Drabbles where it's like. You don't have time to read a whole fanfic, or maybe you're just not a fan of them, or you're a a new fan of a fandom, and so it's just getting those, like, really simple stories and really simple fandom content. Yeah. Um, Some of the other types exist in different, like, mediums. So one of them is fanfiction role-playing. So fanfiction role-playing is typically where one person will start a story based around either their original character in a fanfic world, or like an actual character in that world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another person will add to it based around their own character, whoever they've claimed that to be, whether it's an original or um, somebody within canon. Mm -hmm. And then they go back and forth until the entire story is written. Mm. So sometimes this happens as like a public thing, like it can be, especially like if it's uh, established fanfic writers, sometimes they will do this like on a public forum, like, you know, AO3 or something go back and forth as far as publishing. Mm-hmm. I think it probably happens a lot more in a private setting um, where it's just like, you know, a person messaging you and you go back and forth and you write this story together, but it never gets published or mm-hmm. goes anywhere because it's just for fun, like yeah. for you to interact with them. I have a lot of experience with this mm. um, because when I was in middle school many moons ago, um, I would role play on MySpace. Uh-huh. Um, as Jane Volturi. Hell yes! <laughs> she was my favorite character. Oh, uh, because you have taste? Is what it is? Because you're a taste maker? It's like, Bella Swan, no. It's Jane only. It's Jane. Okay. Um, and I don't know how... I actually do think it's similar now. I see these posts sometimes on Tumblr, but in the MySpace world, if you were role-playing as a character from canon, your goal was to find other role-players that played the other characters. So yeah. like, if you were playing Bella, you're looking for and Edward and Alice and Emmett, you're looking for these people that are your like go tos. Like, you're, yeah. so you're not just role playing with any Edward. You have like a whole group, right? Um, and so that was sort of like building this world. It's very much a, as you would see, like a role playing game. Yeah. Um, and I do see these posts sometimes on Tumblr. Yeah. Like, but I think a lot of them on Tumblr are more original characters Mm -hmm. so they will be like oh we're at a magical school because that's a good setting for anything and then it's just like here's some original characters or if you want to apply with your own original character and then you go to the school and we all role play together cute um so they would do it on like discord or like some big group chat and then have offshoots of it would you categorize those tumblr accounts that are like ask Ethan Winters or whatever, like those kinds of things. I think that's pretty close to it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I guess it is a little different because I don't really try to make stories, right? Well, well okay. So I guess it like, depends on the account. To explain what that is, ask accounts are where somebody claims a character. So we can use Ethan Winters from Resident Evil 7 and 8. And then they have people 
just random people on the internet send them questions and then they answer it as if they were Ethan. Yeah. So it is sort of writing fan fiction, but it's like writing fan fiction of like Ethan Winters using a computer and like typing it out. Right. Right. Um, and I think that there's like probably some similarities there to like head cannons, like that mm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. even like one shots, but usually it's just like tight dialogue. Yeah. Um, and people interacting with these like fun characters, like mm-hmm. sort of what you would do at like Disney World, right? But on an internet setting, so it is kind of similar. Yeah. But obviously, they're not interacting with another character. Although sometimes they do. Sometimes Ask Blogs will pair up with another Ask Blog with a character in their same universe, mm-hmm. and they'll go back and forth as well in their posts, and that would be like fan fiction role playing. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that's like the reason Ethan Winters popped into my mind is because I remember I don't remember what the post was, but it was something of like the Ask Mia Winters thing was saying something to the Ask Ethan Winters. And that's mm-hmm. just like the most recent example I could think of. So it was like, oh yeah, very similar. Um which I think that's probably also where we get like texting fix. Oh yes. Which is where everything takes place in like a chat room right. or, you know, on a text thread. So you're not doing any sort of like descriptive storytelling. It's only dialogue right. back and forth and you tell the story that way. I think those are fine. Yeah. Um, I've read books like that. Oh yeah. I used to be obsessed with books like that. Um, typically if I'm going to read something that is like a text thread, I'm only going to do like a short one, but I know it's possible to write full stories. Um, those were the ones that they didn't want to have on like fanfic.net because they were too good for anyone I guess um they were like that's lazy that's yeah like- people kept saying it was lazy writing which I ob- I think objectively it was a lot harder to write dialogue than Absolutely. it is to write anything else because it's like really hard to, especially when you're writing more than one character to understand who that character is and then write dialogue that makes sense and how they would respond but yeah and then it also communicates that character to the reader because right. you don't get to use like descriptors or like other things like that really like it's very restrictive yeah and you can only tell the story through like context clues or like specifically them telling another character mm-hmm. what happened right without um, it becoming like overbearing of like this entire thing is just exposition in the right. sense of like trying to explain like background information yeah, yeah exactly I think that's a lot harder to do Absolutely. Um, so when it's done well it's very impressive and yeah. when it's not done well it's like still kind of fun to read because you're still reading about your like favorite characters interacting in this form right um podfics are also a really big thing so a podfic is somebody doing an audio recording of a written fan fiction so oh. it's like an audiobook but usually they're published as a podcast um or they'll just be published like on youtube whatever it is these can be done by the original author or by fans mm. um either with or without the permission of the original author which mm-hmm. kind of like re-brings in the conversation about whether or not fanfics are copyrightable and whether or not this is like something that people should be allowed to do Mm. i think it's more just like a you know obviously nobody's gonna go the legal route with it and they shouldn't and it's more just like a respect thing within the community of like not doing this if somebody doesn't want you to right um although i think personally like maybe i'm just feel strongly about people like not gatekeeping content in general (laughs) um, is this is a lot more accessible for some people. Like it can be really hard to read Mm -hmm. uh, if you have dyslexia, you don't have the time or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if somebody is willing to read your entire fic and you have no plans to do it otherwise, you should be fine with it. Yeah. Even though it's like, you know, you're like, oh, it's meant to be read. 
it's not accessible for everyone. No, it's not. So having somebody else read it could be really, really good. Yeah, and it feels a little bit like you're taking the same argument that I know you, as fanfic writers you hate of, like, the mm-hmm. original authors being like, well, this is my work, get your own. Yeah. And turning it right back around to somebody else. And I feel like it's dismissive of, like, people who can, like, put in really great, like, artistic, like, work of readings, like, dramatic readings. Like, I've, um, you know, seen some of them where they have, like, actors and stuff play, like, each of the characters. So it's not, like, just one person reading the story like an audiobook. I'm like, those are really cool. Like, that's a lot of, like, effort and work they're putting into it. For sure. It still counts for something. Yeah, I agree. And I do think it comes from, like, the same idea of, like, I did all this work and you haven't done anything, which is very much what we get from the people who don't like fan fiction. So I think when I see fanfic authors have stuff like in their author's notes and shit that sort of push that same idea, I find that really disrespectful and like kind of gross. Absolutely. Um, I also, it also makes me feel like I can judge their work a lot harsher because typically I judge fanfic as like a certain like expectation that you can do things that you wouldn't do. And like, I would never let that fly in like an actual novel I was reading. Mm -hmm. If they're super, super popular, I'm like, you're being judged like you're a book. Oh, absolutely. If you're this popular, like, you're being judged like this is a book. And if you make comments like that, where yours is so self-important that nobody else can even record it or make art or share this art that somebody made, you're being judged like this is a novel. And it's probably not standing up to that because it's fucking fan fiction. Yeah. And, like, people want to make content and that's okay. Yeah, it's like, way to be Anne Rice, but worse. Honestly, it's like, (laughs) you're going to be Anne Rice, but you're still, like, going to pretend cosplay like you're part of this community like that's so much worse it's just like really embarrassing because it's like i don't personally like believe in the like original author gets to like do and say whatever argument but it's like if you're gonna be an asshole like that argument can be used against you very quickly like that how embarrassing for you like um what is the saying it's like don't throw stones from a glass house right (laughs) yeah that's exactly right um so you know pod fix in that it's very interesting to me just this like you know discourse as it always is Podfix are also a lot older than i thought they were oh. they start like everything else in the star trek fandom of course they did <laughs> they really did so much for us the trekkies did the damn thing they really did like yeah. so much of this shit comes from star trek mm-hmm. and their fandom and i'm like wow okay if you're a star trek fan you're hot yeah i'm like that's hot girl shit yeah Happy um, Pride. Obviously, I'm talking about <laughs> Trekkie girls, Trekkie non-binaries. I'm not talking about Trekkie men. They can get out. They need to prove themselves. Yeah. I was like, you got to work a lot harder. Yeah. You don't get points just for being into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so people would record it, obviously not as a podcast form because those didn't exist, mm-hmm. but people would record fan fiction and, you know, share this in like tape recordings and whatnot, which I think is really cool. Um, another form... Uh, which is a little bit looser as far as like the idea of fanfic, but I am still including it because I think it is, is TikTok edits. Mm. So this would be some form of a story either before between two characters or between a character and like the person watching it. Yeah. Um, these are amazing. Oh yeah. They're because a- some of them are insanely goofy. Yeah. And some of them are like really compelling. And regardless, they are doing like so much work oh to my God. put them out. Like it takes so much work to download and then re-edit all of this content and yeah. clip it together in a form where it is telling a new narrative mm-hmm. that you were not having like in canon. Yeah. And I think that's very cool. I love TikTok edits. I love it. There's so many of them like they look like they're taking place in the same setting. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't fully understand how they're doing it. Oh yeah, the people who edit themselves in. Yeah. Yes. I think that is like 
crazy crazy yeah because that's like so there's one tiktoker um it's maza mm. i guess how you would say your name um who makes edits into mostly harry potter but she's also done some for lord of the rings which is actually how i found her account oh. And I don't know how she's doing. Like, she does them in front of, like, a green screen, basically, and edits herself in, and she does all of this stuff to her own recordings to make it look like it's shot with the same camera and, Incredible. like, lighting of these things. I was like, this is a very cool idea. Yeah. Like, that is so much work. So much more work than just writing a fan fiction. And so the idea of somebody doing that where it's, like, their original character that they're putting in there and then yeah. they're interacting with them in some funny way mm-hmm. is so cool it's amazing it's so creative i was like fandom content is just really special it really is (laughs) because it's like i don't know it's just like this much work for nothing you know what i mean it's just this thing where it's like people will work so hard when it's something that they really care about and i'm like this is like an actual skill like Mm -hmm. i see these people like a lot of them are like teenage girls making these edits and i'm like that's awesome yeah that's a really cool skill that they now have yeah and like they should be able to put like cinematographer on their like resumes because like they are doing the damn thing video editors yeah exactly like oh my god i'm like how are you able to like match the like aesthetics and quality of like professionally made films Mm -hmm. just like on your own like that's so cool and also cool that like We've gotten there as far as technology. Oh, I yeah. can only imagine how good the Star Trek stuff would have been in its heyday <sighs> if they it could make TikTok been edits. Incredible. We would have gotten so many good fan cams of like Spock and shit. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely we would have. Um, <sighs> good for them. Yeah. I uh, salute my baddies on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to our boys in blue, red. What color do they wear? Uh, could be both. Don't know. Um, so... Obviously, we haven't gotten through all of it today. We will get through the rest of it in the next episode, which I promise will be out reasonably at some point. <laughs> and then after that, we'll get into the dead dove do not eat stuff where yes. we'll talk about Omega Verse and. Do you want to just quickly insanity. explain what dead dove do not eat no. means? No. Okay. That's part of the episode. That's part of it. If you don't know what it is, it's going to be fine. You'll be okay. It will include trigger warnings and timestamps and everything you need to enjoy it in a safe, comfortable way. So enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this episode. See you next episode. Bye. Bye. The Podcast Rejects is a Gamer Frauds Network production. Find us on Instagram at The Podcast Rejects. For early access to all Gamer Frauds Network content and a ton of exclusive perks, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamerfrauds.